week on the Koshcast. Manchester United lind a lot to be desired as Spurs break old habits at Old Trafford, Wolves hold City in a case of headers and bollies at Molyneux, and Arsenal once again challenge their opponents to a game of who can be a bigger shambles, but win because it was West Ham. Elsewhere, we've got the rest of the Premier League action including Chelsea, Liverpool and new title contenders Watford, a quick European rundown which sounds like something you order off a menu in a red light district, and our usual favourite features. On we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. I am joined only by the one and only Roche Rana. Why yes, here I am in the flesh. What uh, more can we want? <laughs> well, you as a United fan could want a hell of a lot more from your life, but that's alright, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, so this is, yeah. this is, we're down to two today. <laughs> Iconic duo, you know, Sonny and Cher, cheese on toast. There was Rooney and Ronaldo at one point. Yeah, but Tevez was in there as well. The Williams sisters. I know there are others, oh, yes. but the top two. Batman and Robin. Good. Yeah. Although Robin's a bit dodgy. Like, what is Robin up to? He got at least the movie. <laughs> Granted, but like, yeah, I don't know, his costume's a bit shit. No one's quite clear what his role is. You know? That's true, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so you can be Robin then. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's dive straight into the Premier League. I know it's painful, but we'll do it. Manchester United nil at home. Yes. Tottenham three. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This, uh, there's nothing really revelationary to say about the United team right now. I think that, um, I mean, going into this game, maybe the neutral fans would think, hey, it's a home game for United. We'd probably expect them to get three points or maybe at worst case scenario, a draw. But I predicted right before this game started that United would lose 2-1. And obviously, I was being my pessimistic self. Because sure. United are, you know, in a, in a spot of bother right now. But they lost 3-0, three second-half goals from the Spurs team, who were, you know, they played well. Yeah. And they deserved the result. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have predicted a draw ahead of this game because Spurs don't do well, well, they don't do that well away at the big teams. And I always feel like Mourinho tends to have Pochettino's number. But... United, well, when the lineup, let's talk about the lineup because it came out and it looked like United were playing all their central midfielders. And we were discussing it on the group chat like, what is this lineup going to look like? And I thought it looked like a 3 5 2, but I, I predicted that Matic would be the midfielder that dropped into the back three. And it turned out to be Ander Herrera. What did you think of that? I thought it was terrible. It was a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, you know, it just made more sense given the lineup to have a back four as opposed to a back three. And they had what was it, like a like a triangle up top with Lukaku, Fred, uh, pushing Pogba up the field. So it was Lukaku, Pogba, and Lingard with the triangle up top. Yeah. And then Fred, um, Matic, and Herrera in the midfield. Except supporting. Herrera dropping back. Yeah. Yeah, and it made more sense. But then when the game started, the back three made absolutely no sense for United, even though they, you know, what it was nil nil at halftime. So. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. I mean, Spurs... So Spurs actually also started with a, a weird formation. So they actually played a... You could call it a 4-4-2. They had a back four. Davison Sanchez got dropped. Alvaro started again second week in a row. And he was phenomenal. You love him. Yeah. In fact, we all, we all like Alvaro. How can you not? Yeah. I mean, he looks great. Yeah. Loads of tattoos, but still looks clean cut. Kept Davison Sanchez out of the team, though. This week, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a phenomenal performance from him. And we were discussing last week, I think, Mohamed 
had suggested that Van Dijk was the best centre-back in the league, and we said top three for sure. But for me, on the back of this performance, Alderweireld cemented his spot. But... Very good. We'll do a Van Dijk versus Alderweireld fraud or goat <laughs> in the coming weeks. When Mohan is back on the pod, obviously, he makes a lot of shocking, revelationary statements, as is. So even though he's not here on the pod, he always has a hand That's in proceedings. True. That's true. Um, but yeah, so, so Spurs started also in a weird formation. 4-4-2, essentially. Ericsson and, and Delhi kind of wide, but it was more like a diamond with Dyer and Dembele as well, and then Lucas Moura and Kane up front. And they, I think Kane started on the right and then switched to the left as soon as he saw that Herrera was playing on that right-hand side to try and bully him. And it kind of worked. Like Those two at the top for Spurs really hassled and harried the back three for United. And ultimately, it didn't produce anything in the first half. Deli Ali was um, guilty of missing a couple of good chances, but in the second half, it worked out. Sure, I mean, arguable again, I mean... Um, the opening goal came from a corner kick. Harry Kane with the header. He was rather unmarked. He was marked by Phil Jones. He just kind of pulled off him. Yeah. At the last. He made it look easy. Minute. I mean, it was a very good header in the corner. No one on the post. Obviously, De Gea has not been as himself yeah. since the World Cup. Really. That's true. I I also don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think Spurs scored from a corner all of last season. So like, congratulations, Man United, on on that conceding it well if it's anyone that's going to be united in their current current state um, and yeah and then within two minutes uh spurs had the ball again and break through the united lines and lucas mora scores the ball goes between two united defenders and somehow lucas mora gets his foot on the ball yeah and it goes past the hair lovely cutback from ericsson um, all too easy it's funny you know because i remember the last time spurs played united that link up between Trippier and Eriksen and finding him in that space down the right was exactly the same. It's happened two games in a row now and United have done nothing to combat it. Eriksen pulled it back, Moro with a great finish and then what was it, maybe 10-15 minutes later Moro scored his second and again I think the result from pressure on the United defenders. It was 30 minutes later to be exact oh, but okay. uh, yeah I mean I think United were chasing the game obviously they you know I think one or two half chances nothing really of note, um, very, very disappointing day attacking-wise for United. Lukaku obviously rounding the keeper, rounding Yoris in the first half, and hitting the side net. Yeah. So well, social, media, wide, I think. Yeah. social media going bonkers right now over how can you spend $75 million for someone who's going to round the <sighs> keeper and not score a goal. Fraud or good culture. Yeah, you know, he might just be up there in a couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> 3-0 Spurs. Come on, like, what can you really say to that? I, I feel like I'm a bit numb right now. I, th- I think that is probably a new low for this Mourinho team. I th- you know, losing away to Brighton 3-2 is bad, but it can happen. Um, losing 3-0 at home to a side who've, you know, finished and several points behind you in the previous season yeah. is bad. That's really bad. And, you know, you, you think Mourinho should be sacked. Well, yeah, I can't wait. Bernie thinks Mourinho should be sacked. And they were talking about it on, um, what was it? Was it Al Jazeera, that Andy, Gay, Andy Gray and, and Richard Keyes? Whatever channel um, it is that those two guys are working on, there's a clip. And I believe they've made their way into our Moo Moo of the Week. Uh, well, let's just do it now. Let's okay, do it fine. now. We've got uh, Andy Gray suggested who for Manchester United manager? He suggested Roberto Martinez. Fucking <laughs> Roberto Martinez. Or, Actually, as I like to call him, Robert Martin. Right. Yeah. Uh, the brother of, uh, of Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, they're both living La Vida Loca. Um, actually, it's funny that Roberto Martinez comes up, came up because um, we were we were debating fraud or goat contenders, right? Um, for earlier on on the group chat, and Mohanad suggested Roberto Martinez, yeah. uh, which is going to be so much fun at some point. Um, absolute fraud. Anyway, Andy Gray thinks he should be Manchester United manager, which would be which would be very very funny. Um, to put this win for Spurs in context, this is only their fourth win at Old Trafford in 40 years. This is not a place that Spurs win football games, really. No, um, yeah. But that puts them on, on three wins out of three. Uh, United, two losses and one win. Um, so, yeah. I mean, do, do you expect this to get any better for United? Or, or do you think it will keep being a shambles until Mourinho gets sacked? I think it's going to be a matter of Mourinho getting sacked before this team gets the act together. Because it seems there's a lot of uh, disorganization in the ranks. Mm. You know, the formation's changing, the lineup is changing. Bailly was dropped this week because he had a shocker last week. Um, the players seem to have not, to, not to have too much confidence with each other on the field. Leadership is lacking on the field, off the field. Uh, Mourinho looks like he's a cornered rat if you saw <laughs> cornered rat if you saw his press conference after the game he's talking about how he's won three Premier League titles like I don't care how many you've won you're going to get us relegated the way you're going right now yeah so you know before the season started I said you know what maybe by Christmas Day Mourinho will be sacked but this is the thing this is the thing that that, that irrelevant managers do right because Arsene Wenger started to do this in the last you know five years as well he he never went to the I've won three trophies thing through our three league titles, but he did go to I've been a manager for 40 years. You cannot question my, you know, <laughs> so like as, as the more irrelevant managers get, the more they rely on what they did previously to yeah. try and justify their actions. Anyway, yeah, you know what Bernie would say? You're only as good as your last job. True, right, Bernie. True. In which case, Manchester City, not so good. 1-1 draw away to Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo said that his team has nothing to prove. Um, yes, you do, mate. That's li- the definition of like being promoted is that you can prove that you can play in that league. Nonetheless, brilliant point for them. Yeah, it's really harsh on Nuno Espirito Santo. Well, just don't say something like that. Can we have an abbreviation for his name? NSS? NSS. NS2. <laughs> NSS. Anyway, you know who we're talking about. Wolves are... A great team playing attacking football. They have a bravado and attack. Um, just like a swashbuckling Who'd, spirit. Where did they buy bravado from? I Oh, Carlos. <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, good joke. Good joke, Alex. Very good. Um, yeah, no, Wolves are good. And Man City are actually not looking their best selves. To start the season, maybe at 60%, they came up against a Wolves team that are, you know, really nothing to lose. These promoted teams, when they play against teams like Man City... They don't need to... I mean, they don't care. It doesn't matter if they lose 10-0, 12-0. You might as well go out there and have a good game. And Wolves did. And they almost got three points from this game. That's true. I mean, they, they held on in places. Uh, Rui Patricio, a wicked summer signing, made some great saves. Um, City hit the bar a couple of times. So, like, City still could have won this despite not being at their best. But Wolves did well. I mean, the the to be fair, their goal was a handball. Willy <laughs> Willy handballed it yeah, was into a, the goal. So that's but, even, bit, but you can tell, like, even the commentator in the replay is like, yeah, and it just goes in, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one wants to call it what it is. <laughs> Willy Bolly, yes, he will. Um, and then Laporte equalised with a thumping header. Absolute bullet header. It was, it was a good header, yeah. 1,500th goal scored by a Frenchman in the Premier League. Only Englishmen have scored more. That's a good note. I reckon it's not long until Englishmen get surpassed because there just aren't that many of them in the league. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah. That will send the Brexit crowd mental. Can't wait. Yeah. Imagine. They're relying on JV. They are relying on Kane and Vardy to keep keep the foreigners at bay, really, for that record. That's great. That's a great point, Alex. I don't I don't know how to react. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna not say anything controversial, obviously. Okay. Um, Wolves have only lost two out of twenty eight games at home under NSS, which is again outstanding. Not a bad record. It no. will be interesting to see if they can keep that up in the Premier League. Obviously, all of those games pretty much until now have been in the Championship, but. They'll be tough to beat at home if they play anywhere close to this level, taking points off Man City. Um, you know, they could probably take three points off Man United home and away right now. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, City, though, you know, we talk about like City's depth, and in a game where they're struggling to score, they were able to bring off, uh, sorry, bring on um, Jesus, Sane, and Mares off the bench. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah, that's a lot of depth. Uh, <laughs> well, they didn't get the results, so what more do you want? All right, uh, so Wolves won, City won. City will be disappointed, although Pep described it as a, a very good point, which means that Pep is a liar. Arsenal, Pep is a fraud. That's oi, a good fraud. Oi, absolutely not. Come man. on. Absolutely not. He's a total fraud. Wow. Arsenal 3, West, speaking of frauds, Arsenal 3, <laughs> West Ham 1. Uh, let's start with, with some, some lineup things on the Arsenal side. So Meza Ozil was uh, sick. I'm doing air quotes. Uh, because Meza Ozil is... Sick a hell of a lot. Uh-huh. He missed like all of Arsenal's away games last season for various aches and sicknesses. Uh, Emery had to deny rumours of a rift with him. Um, that kind of shit comes up a lot. But in this case, you know, I was talking to Mohamed and we both said that we could believe it. Okay. Um, if I were to comment on Mesut Ozil being sick, all I would basically say is just look at his long hair. He's already batting it out of one eye. It looks like he could just be sick from a common cold and he'd be in bed all day. Are you, are you hinting at conjunctivitis? Like, is, is the gel getting into his eye or something? Like, is that what's going on? Like, what are we talking about here? Is that pink eye? No. Conjunctivitis is pink eye, I believe. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a difference. <laughs> or is it, or unless, unless pink eye is just a five-year-old term for conjunctivitis. I wonder who farted in this pillow. Wow. I don't want to know. <laughs> don't want to anyway, know. Anyway, so yeah, I was all sick. I'm not surprised. But you know what? I still got three points here. Yeah, uh, other lineup things. The first three points of the season. Very much so. Well, the first any points of the season. Yeah. Uh, still no Lacazette in the starting lineup. Uh, Guendouzi started again, this time next to Granit Xhaka. Uh, Aaron Ramsey started, even though he didn't start against Chelsea. So a slightly different look Arsenal team. Um, but what was the same about them was that they got caught on the break so damn easily. And West Ham went ahead through Arnautovic in exactly that finish. fashion. It was a great finish. Yeah, Outside the box, you know, carpet... Um, I think those are very hard to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will happily blame Petr Cech for almost anything, but I don't really blame... I mean, no, actually, he could have saved it. He should have saved it. Okay. I take that back. I take that back. I, I do want to make a comment on Guendouzi. Please. You know, he's just been signed. He's 19 years old, and he's now a regular starter in uh, the Arsenal lineup. It's just so odd seeing a player like Guendouzi becoming an Arsenal legend this early. Legend is generous. I mean, he's pretty much on legend status. But this is what happens when you're surrounded by shit. <laughs> is that you play a cu- the same thing happened with Oxley chamberlain When Arsenal first bought him, everyone was so pissed off with Theo Walcott that Chamberlain came in, had two good games, and we were like, yes, Oxley chamberlain <laughs> what a legend. But no, Guendouzi, I think, will be allowed to play until his form runs out. Basically, Emery, I, I get the feeling Emery's just like, he's in pretty good form. 
and let's just see this through until he starts to suffer a dip, which he will because he's a young player. Um, but it was interesting. Last week, Xhaka came off for Torreira. This week, Xhaka stayed on. Um, Torreira came on for Ganduzi, and Arsenal looked a lot more solid when that happened. Um, but the threat, the chief Arsenal threat, is still from the fullbacks. But it is also their undoing. So Absolutely. Monreal and Bellerin are pushing really high, which is great from an attacking perspective. But it means if that attack breaks down, they're so vulnerable on the break. And Felipe Anderson had his best game for West Ham so far. And most of that was because he just had acres of space to run into. Yeah. Uh, and just like in the Chelsea game, you know, we noted that a lot of the chances were coming from the flanks, balls being squared across the middle. And that's exactly how Arsenal got their goals again in this game. Yeah. Monreal with the first one. And he, I, we've said this before, but Monreal is one of Arsenal's best attacking talents. He scored like five goals last season. He's well on his way to five this season. At least you guys have an attacking talent. Don't compare everything to actually Young. Oh. Um, from the West Ham side, as I said, Felipe Anderson had a decent game. Um, Issa Diop was making his debut. And by all accounts, he is a talented young French centre-back. But he had an absolute nightmare. Mistakes, an own goal... Uh, possibly could have been sent off rash tackles I want to hear what Bernie has to say about Issa Diop Issa goal Issa Diop yeah it's very much a Diop yeah Diop had the day off Um, (laughs) hey uh, and Wilshire was equally shit Wilshire had this opportunity to Wilshire show sure show Arsenal that they made a mistake in, in not promising him first team football. And all <laughs> I don't he think did, he wants back in, Alex. <laughs> all he did was confirm that Emery made exactly the right decision. He was bad, man. And it's just, he just doesn't have the legs. There was, there was the one very clear moment where he was running, he was in acres of space, had the ball, breaking onto the Arsenal back four. And Iwobi, who's fairly quick, but not the quickest in the world, just sprinted back, barged him over, nicked the ball, turned, and off he went. And in that moment, it was just kind of. It was kind of symptomatic. It was it was a symbol of, of Wilshire's irrelevance now. Okay, that was very deep. Well, well, what do you want me to say about Wilshire? Poor guy. Yeah, leave him alone, Alex. Jesus, he's what? in West Ham now. He's at a different club. He doesn't need Arsenal expectations I'm anymore. Just saying, he's done. Okay. It's over. Um, <laughs> Pellegrini described his team as defending well. To which I say, if that is defending well, <laughs> I do not want to see what badly looks like. Um, Arsenal have Cardiff next. Cardiff are proper shit, although they are they are a physical test. So I, I expect Arsenal to rack up their second win. I, yeah, week. I'd expect a couple of goals. Arsenal look good going forward. They got three more goals in this game against West Ham, and I think Cardiff is like a practice game for them next week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break from the Premier League and do our new favorite segment: fraud or goat. <laughs> Fraud or goat? This is when we take a player or a manager, anybody actually, and we determine if they are frauds or goats. Goat obviously means greatest of all time. I didn't know that anyone could be in this. Could we do you? Well, clearly, or each other? Clearly, I am a goat. Come on! <laughs> you don't see my goal yesterday for soccer. Oh my god! We he's won worked, the he's, finals, he's and a, I scored he's a drumba. Worked it in. This is what my goal was. It was, you know, when Drogba <sighs> received the ball with us back to his goal. I can't believe Drogba's made it into this century. Chelsea Stamford Bridge versus Barcelona 2005. It was a 1-0. Drogba gets the ball, turns, fires, goal. That was exactly what I did, except mine was a carpet finish. Moving on to Fraud Goat. Unbelievable. Uh, who we got this week? 
Well, besides me being a goat. Who have we got this week, Um, This week, we have David Luiz. Oh, yes. The curly-haired maestro himself. I hate this guy. Why? All right, well, are you going first? No, 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 you go first. Uh, I'm presenting the case for for goat, obviously. So, um, how many goals do you you think an average centre-back gets in their career? In their career. I've already pissed Bernie off because he's listening going, I don't need my centre-back to score goals. But anyway. Well, I'd say per season, maybe three. Generous. But okay. Gen- anyway, David, let's get, guess how many goals David Luiz has. 20. 31. Okay. Plus three for Brazil. Okay. That is wicked for a centre-back. Now, is that because he's taking penalties and free kicks? He does take some free kicks. I don't think he's taking pens. But free kicks, for Not sure. Bad. 31 goals. 31 goals for uh-huh, a centre-back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Four title wins across a few leagues. It was all him, single-handedly. I'm just saying he was involved. Okay. Six domestic cups, one Champions League, one Europa League, one Confederations Cup, FIFA World Cup Dream Team 2014, despite that 7-1 loss, which is a bit incredible. Um, PFA Team of the Year 2016-17 in the Premier League. Um, amongst others, I just, I just cherry-picked some of the best ones. There are a lot more. This man, despite often being a shambles, has been involved in some epic wins, some epic titles, and even though the common man seems to think that he's a complete moron, coaches that know a lot more about the game than us seem to keep picking him. So I am going absolute goat. Okay, well, good case. You also forgot to mention that he also has some epic losses in there. Who doesn't know? Uh, But, yeah, you know, you brought up some good stats there. I have to say, though, in rebuttal to these stats, that, you know, you had to go looking for these stats. Whereas, I already know what I'm going to use for my David Luiz fraud argument. Go on. So, first of all, we'll start with the previous game he just played against Newcastle, where he, as a defender, stood ball-watching as the ball came in, completely still, while the attacker basically ran right in front of him and scored the equalizing goal for Newcastle. Horrendous defender. Okay, but this is an all-time kind of thing. Sure, of course, this is just, you know, this is the most recent. Um, <laughs> it just kind of shows the decline in his career if he ever had a peak. Wow. Um, He's had a long career, you know, 31 goals, sure, whatever. He plays with a bit of flair, he comes up the field. He's not really a defender, he's not really an attacker. What is he? Come on. Um, 7-1 loss in the semifinals of the World Cup. Yep. Um, Shambles defending. One more shambles defending moment for David Luiz was when Luis Suarez nutmegged him, completely ending his career in the Champions League when he was playing for PSG. And that is probably one of the greatest nutmegs of all time. How does it feel to be remembered for such... A nutmeg that it resulted in one of the most prettiest finishes ever. Oh my god. Wow. I actually don't remember this. I need to look this up. I, 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 my memory I'll, is terrible. Oh, well, we're going to tweet this. We're going to tweet this. Okay. At under underscore the kosh. I mean, yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's just a couple of moments. And he's also just a bit of a character. I remember this one time he dove and he's dived. He's dived. Dived. A few times. <laughs> this one time he dove and he started laughing after he dove because he got the foul. Oh, good for him. Yeah. But, but, okay, you're saying he's a bit of a character. I'm saying that is a damn good thing. I mean, look around the world of football. Players are boring. They're so boring. And at least he brings some character to the table. Like, he's running around like a nutcase with his hair and he's out of position and stuff. Sure. But he's also fun to watch. I like to see a defender marauding up the pitch trying to get involved. Like, I don't play, I don't support Chelsea or, or Paris Saint-Germain, so as a neutral, he's so much fun. He brings some life to the game, and I like that about him. I think he's, he's only exciting because of his hair. Bit harsh. Oh, 
bit hard. I mean, even if he shaved his head, he'd still be bombing around up the field, taking free kicks, scoring goals. Maybe, but he wouldn't be the same same player if he shaved his head. I mean, your eyes are drawn to it. It's, uh, it's definitely 50% of his game is his hair. 50%. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, but I mean, I think he's a fraud because he's well, he's definitely not getting any better. He's well, he's always you know he's choked in big moments in the past, like uh, like the seven one. Okay, but his the, whole team choked. They lost seven one. He was the center back for that. Sure, he was awful. He was absolutely horrendous, but nonetheless, yeah, yeah, but, yeah no, but I think that the the achievements that he had were mostly team achievements. So you can you know probably make arguments for some of his other teammates putting in more of the effort over there. Okay. I mean, I, I'm going goat, as you know, and I will also say that he sort of looks like one with that hair anyway. Sure. Uh, let us know what you think at under underscore the cough. Goat. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. Welcome back. Uh, now more Premier League, the rest of the Premier League action. Uh, Liverpool won Brighton nil. Wow. Brighton have started the season very well, and they nearly... Brightly. Brightly, very brightly, um, and they very nearly pulled off another another good result here. Um, Liverpool had their chances, but they were not at their best. I think no. it was fair to say. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think that Brighton are on a hot streak right now, but you know they're they're looking good. They're a good team. Um, Liverpool were very lucky, and the post game analysis of this game by Liverpool fans, by pundits in general, was that Liverpool, you know, they really got past an obstacle. With mm. this 1-0 win, this big three points against Brighton, even though they're playing at home. Um, it kept another clean sheet. Uh, I mean, maybe it's credit to Brighton, maybe it's credit to both teams. Liverpool, obviously, we've said they're contenders for the title. Nine points, three clean sheets. Um, you know, strong arguments made. They're running away with this league right now. What well, do you think? I, so I disagree with that because there are a bunch of teams that have three wins but but they do. <laughs> so That's a good point. Alex. They never run away from anyone. Um, although Mane runs away from someone every week. Um, what I would say though is that Liverpool. This is an encouraging win for Liverpool in that they beat a good side without playing their best. And as you said, another clean sheet. Eleven clean sheets in eighteen since Van Dijk came into the side, which I think is very good. Um, I didn't actually see this whole game, but I did see the highlights. What? What bothered me about the goal, though, is how stupid it was from Brighton. So everyone knows if you, if you try and play it out from the back and you get it wrong against Liverpool, you're fucked. Yeah. I mean, they pounce on you, they win it back, they play it into the, into the forwards, and they score. That's just exactly what Liverpool do. And that's exactly what they did here. Brighton, trying to pass out from the back, got caught, Liverpool scored. Easy goal, but, I mean, good finish from Salah, but easy in that Brighton made it easy for them. And it was just such an annoying way... From a Brighton perspective, such an annoying way to lose when you know that's a threat. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't ever play out from the back against Liverpool, but pick your moments, right? Yeah, it's just very unlucky. I mean, this is what, yeah, as you said, their game plan was designed to get the ball off Brighton. You know, because they know that Brighton like to play with the ball. Um, yeah, I, I would be hard done if I was a Brighton fan, but then again... You'd be what? Hard done. Oh, okay. What did you think I said? Hard on. That's all right. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, that too, really, after their start. Yeah, of course, I mean... You know, beating United and then losing to Liverpool is, you know, not so bad. I mean... Yeah, I mean, uh, for, you know, from their perspective, they'd look at those two fixtures and say, we'll, be, we'll do well if we get one point. And they yeah. got three. So, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Wijnaldum missed only one pass this whole game. That's really good. 
It turned out it was in the 80th minute or so, so like he nearly made it. Like a pitcher in baseball who like nearly gets a no-hitter, you know, and yeah. then gives up one stupid hit. Do you think a soccer player actually is aware that he's made every single pass in the game? Absolutely not, until some stats guy afterward lets him know. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't think he'd be as gutted, though. Probably not. No, as a pitcher? No, no, no definitely no. not. Um, Milner was good again. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold had a decent game, hit the bar with a free kick. Um, he's his, a very his, good player. I always forget that he's really good at set pieces. Yeah. But he is. Anyway. And crosses. Yeah. He's just a good player. Oh, so you're saying someone in the EPL can cross a ball, is that right? Yeah, and it happens to be this guy. Trent. All right. Um, so, yeah, Liverpool, decent win. Nothing spectacular. Keeps them, keeps them going. Same as Chelsea. Another team with three wins out of three. Newcastle um, won Chelsea two. Quite a funny game. Uh, Hazard's first start of the uh-huh. season. Goat. Yeah, yeah well, no, it, was, it was a tie. It was a tie. It was a tie. Uh, yeah, well, he put in a goat performance. He ran the show. Newcastle, apparently, there was a stat that you presented to me earlier where you said that. What was it? How the many possession passes? stat? Yeah, yeah, the okay, possession so, stat. so Chelsea had 81% of possession. And in that, Jorginho completed 158 passes, which is more than Newcastle did as a team. Which is astounding. <laughs> I mean, 158 passes over 90 minutes as a professional football team? Come I, don't, I don't think that's... I mean, you know, players like Xavi and Busquets and stuff have, have done better, but it's more that he completed more than the whole Newcastle team that's yeah. embarrassing. And they almost got a point out this game, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do want to point out, you know, Newcastle, given this result, the fact that they, you know, they could have had one point, they got zero, they will be kicking themselves, especially Kennedy. Kennedy will be kicking himself. For his shambolic performance last week where he missed that penalty in injury time, Newcastle could be three, maybe four points ahead of where they are right now if they just weren't stupid. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that they look at games in that perspective like, we lost this, so shit, we really should have won last week. But, I mean, in this case, they went one down, Hazard penalty. Hosolu scored again. He's got like, I think he already has more goals this season than he did for like most of last season, which is very funny. Um, including his nip past David Luiz, as you were talking about before at the near post. Luiz, not sure what he's doing there. Just standing still. He's like looking at someone in the crowd as Have, the ball's coming in. Having a cup of tea. Yeah. Slice of cake. It was actually astounding. There's no way you can make a good or anyway. <laughs> we're moving fast. Yeah. And then, and then unfortunately for, for Yedlin, who, who did elbow Giroud in the build-up to the Hosolu goal. Very much elbow Giroud. Uh, Yedlin scored no goal, and that was, that was enough for Chelsea. Yeah, I think it was off a, mostly a missed kick by, or a hopeful kick by Marco Solanzo. Mm. And how did the ball just slide under his foot? Just one of those things, you know? Just I one guess. of those things. Yeah. Um, 70 goals for Chelsea in the Premier League for Eden Hazard, which puts him only behind Lampard and Drogba for goal score for Chelsea. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, it's quite good. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Abramovich has put the club up for sale. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah. Are you Are you gonna enter the bidding? I know you do, you like a bit of stocks and trades and all that. Well, I mean, this two billion valuation is a bit steep. You're not there yet. No, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> a couple more years. Um, yeah. All right. One more thing. Rudiger, absolute rocket hit the bar. As Mohamed put it. The strongest kick he's ever seen in his life. Which reflects on how much football Mohamed has seen in his time. Because I can <laughs> remember several strikes that were equal rockets Go out on. of hit bars. Go on. Ozil in a Classico. Ozil does not kick a ball hard. Oh, he did. This once. one time. He, he did it once. This one time. This one time. All right. Rivaldo okay. had a left foot for days. Very much so. Uh, Roberto Carlos probably is up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seydorf. 
Oh my god. Okay, yeah, you may be right. Anyway, um, Watford, oh. Watford, this is your new favourite team. Oh yeah. Watford 2, Crystal Palace 1. Watford, another team, three wins out of three. Um, and the, the preamble to this game was Crystal Palace's manager, Roy Hodgson, having a go at Harry the Hornet, Watford's mascot, for talking about Wilfred Zaha diving. Yeah, it was kind of hilarious. We saw that uh, headline. It was a Guardian article. Yep. I mean, you know, a well-respected newspaper <laughs> is talking about how a manager had to go at Harry the Hornet. It was a, like a questionable mascot to begin with. A lot of questionable things going on here. There are a lot of questionable mascots going on at the moment. It was a busy, it was a busy headline. I, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Leganes recently um, <laughs> came out with their new mascot, which is a super cucumber. <laughs> like a cucumber a super that, cucumber I think it's a cucumber with a cape wow the, the video is incredible if you haven't seen it you get on YouTube Leganes cucumber mascot incredible so that adds to the boiler mascot as well yes and this is the thing I started last pod by saying that Alan Nyom had transferred from West Brom to Leganes wow so he's gone from having a boiler for a mascot to a cucumber incredible scenes that's kind of unexplainable. Yeah. Uh, it's throwing me off my game right now, so I better get back on track. I will put you back on track by mentioning your favorite, Roberto Pereira. Robert Perry, as mm. I like to refer to him. Uh, you know, this Watford team, they're built, they all look very physical in stature, very similar in their physical abilities. And they play well, they play as a team. You can tell that they're having a lot of fun in their game. This Watford and Crystal Palace game is a game of almost, I'd say, you know, teams that couldn't compete with each other on the field. And yeah. they showed that in this game. It was a very exciting game. Almost like a basketball match, going back and forth. And Watford, obviously, I mean, I think that they were... I mean, they got they got their two goals. They yep. were good goals. Robert Perry scored a great goal. Yep. And uh, I forgot, like a... Holibas with the second. Holibas, yeah. I mean, it was more like a like a hopeful cross that went in the net. Still pretty angle, I mean, a pretty cross. Yeah, uh, and I thought I thought Zaha's goal was really good, too. Nice little yeah. one-two, and then cuts in and puts it through the keeper's legs. Yeah, true. True, yeah. true, true. true. But no, you can see that you know Zaha's goal. He's thinking about it. He's you know he made the play happen. He made the run. You know he expected the pass back, the one two, um, and some stupid pundit. I think it was Graham Sunas actually. He is stupid. Yeah. Went and said Zaha is ready to play for Real Madrid. This I mean, is before the game. Look. Can would, you believe this? Would Zaha get fifteen goals a season for Real Madrid? Yes. <laughs> Does that mean he's ready to play for them? No. You know what I mean? Uh, this is flabbergasting. I mean... It's almost like we're defending Graham Sunes. Okay, here's what we should do. Put Graham Sunes in charge of Real Madrid, let him buy Wilfred Zaha, and prove the point himself. That's actually a very good idea, Alex. I'm starting a petition now. It's, it's better than hearing all the rumours uh, like of these, these pundits saying exactly what you're seeing in the newspaper. Yeah, true. Uh, another team that has started the season playing exciting football but has not been getting the results until this weekend, Fulham, uh, who beat Burnley 4-2. Burnley are on a horrendous run of form, only one point from the first three games, and conceding goals all over the place. But I want to start... Two minutes in, when Jean-Michel Sarri yeah. smashed it into the top corner. What a hit. This was a pretty, pretty hit. If you see the angle, the trajectory of this hit. Oh, we're getting physics. Exactly what he wanted to see. And you know what? Fulham playing a home game, like three and a half minutes into this game. Obviously, if you're going to score a goal like that, you're well on top. And they were. They were 2-0 up in no time. Then they yeah. were 3-1 up. You know, they were all over Burnley in this game. It was, it's a sign of a good day, isn't it? Yeah. You smash one into the top corner after a couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh, Mitrovic with a couple of goals, which is nice because he's been struggling. I mean, he also missed about 15 chances. But you don't like Mitrovic. 
Uh, I can't decide. He's fun. He, he's he's fun. He's another character, but I just don't actually think he's that good at football. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I think he's like similar to Giroud in so certain ways, but like an ugly Giroud. Like, and they're both blocks. You know, they're yeah. But I think Giroud has better finishing than uh, Mitrovic. Is a bit more finesse, which is what you could expect a, a Frenchman over a Serbian. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it there before we get into trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> Schurler, I think getting his first first competitive goal for Fulham. Um, <laughs> a little and, rebound uh, off the post. Yeah. And uh, Fosu Mensah, the United loanee, had a, an excellent game at the expense, perhaps, of Callum Chambers, the Arsenal loanee, who I, was either dropped or injured or something. Arguable. I mean, they conceded two goals still. Fulham yeah. conceding a lot of goals. And, you know, from day one of this premiership, I said, I, you know, I, I saw the way they played and I said, okay, they're going to struggle when, when physicality comes into the box, crosses a team that can deal with, uh, you know, provide a lot of aerial threat. Um, but you can't, you can't, Stay up in this Premier League if you're going to concede two goals a week, three goals a week. No, that's fair. Which would suggest that Burnley might be going down unless they sort this out. Possibly. Yeah. Fulham, and, Fulham and Burnley right now. I would not miss them, to be honest. I would not miss Burnley. Yeah, it's, it's surprising. They finished eighth last season. Yeah. Well, now they've got the Europa League to contend with, so they've got a, pretty much the same size squad, but they've got to play double the game. So, like, good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good yeah. point, yeah. Uh, Bournemouth 2, Everton 2. This was, <laughs> this was a shambles. Two red cards, a penalty... Uh, what else? Four goals. Incredible stuff. Theo Walker on form, man. Yeah, he's had a very, very good finish in this game. Um, you know, I, I'd say Richarlison's red card was a bit stupid. Very. Uh, it was a, it was almost a really, really soft red card. You know, I mean, with the spirit of the game, you know, we have VAR that's slowly creeping into our game. You know, the referee's going to look at these things. Maybe, up, you know, if I see the replay of that, I'd give it a yellow, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, the thing with these like little headbutts yeah. is that they're very rarely actual headbutts. They're just people yeah. like rutting and like it's and just bravado. It. It's bravado, and it, it, he it, was it, looking for it. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it's annoying. Like this was fairly. I mean, it was what forty minutes in or yeah. so, yeah. and you, it's not that it ruins the game. It was still a very entertaining game afterwards, but it was unnecessary. <clears throat> yeah, it was quite. It was quite silly. Um, everyone who had Richarlison in their fantasy team completely, completely robbed of his points because he's been doing well for Everton. Yeah. And now he's got a three-match ban. Is it three-match? Oh, Straight red. That's, yeah, that's the transfer I have to make now. Yeah. Annoying. I'm glad I brought that up. It means I can't focus on other areas of my team. <laughs> <laughs> um, all uh, right. But yeah, with that being said, Everton were 2-0 up in this game and threw away a two-goal lead. Yeah. Despite the fact that Bournemouth even went down to 10 men. <laughs> yeah, eventually. <laughs> Just even it up. Adam Smith, your favorite uh, economist. Chief economist. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bournemouth, I think, have started the season quite well, though. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, a team that has not started the season well, much to my delight, not because I hate the team, but because I hate the manager. Southampton won. Leicester two. Get in there. Yeah. No one likes Mark Hughes. I, I, don't, really, I don't even know if his wife likes him. Probably not. Yeah. Is there, okay. Is there anyone out there that likes Mark Hughes? Let us know. Um, <laughs> at under underscore the kosh or under the kosh blog at gmail.com because I honestly I you're right I don't know anyone that likes him yeah but how does he keep getting jobs in the Premier League this is quite I think this will be the last one uh, well we'll see we'll see actually I say that no people keep getting jobs for years don't they Southampton still played well in this game arguably so they got their goal they went up they yeah. went up 1-0 yeah um, they and- did alright yeah, they went so bad. It was just fun to see Hughes lose. Always, always. And and Hoiberg got sent off uh, for diving. 
and, <laughs> and Mark Hughes called it soft. It was like, well, he's on a yellow, and then he very clearly died. Yeah. He's gonna get another yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a total moo moo moment, but it's on the field, so it doesn't count. It was. Uh, you know how we were talking about how David Luiz likes a maraud forward. Yes. Harry Maguire is in that school of defender. He loves it. And no. he scored a goal today. Or it was like yesterday. the 94th minute or something. It was late on, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. What what a thrill for Harry Maguire. He's, he's played some good football this summer, and he's carrying it forward. I mean, I'm not going to say fraud or goat Harry Maguire, but uh, he won his team two points with that strike. Yeah. And Leicester are an exciting team. They are an exciting wrong. team. They they, are. They, they've, they've got six points. I believe they do. Yeah, yeah. I believe they do. Two and uh, and they, this is the first game. So Vardy stupidly got sent off in the last game so he's dealing with a three match ban so they've got to work around that Ian Acho started um, but yeah that front six for, for Leicester looks good and um, yeah we'll see how they do they have got who have they got oh Liverpool go away to Leicester in the next game so I think that will be an excellent game that would be an excellent I can see that being a high scoring game uh, but you know with high scoring games involving Liverpool it's probably going to be like 8-6 Liverpool nice nice we'll see if that's right uh, and in the meantime let us finish this pod with uh, Moomoo of the Week I, I be Moomoo <laughs> one thing we are no sha Moomoo no fit sleep forever one day Moomoo go wake up Moomoo of the Week time and I'm excited because I don't know what this is well I know like roughly what this is but you're going to read to me this week's Moomoo of the Week so please Premier League non-legend, Thomas Repka. Oh, massive non-legend. Yes. Yeah, ex-West Ham defender Thomas Repka has been given a jail sentence for revenge porn attacks on his ex-wife that left her needing therapy. Oh, God. Go here, on. Here come the details. Please. Um, so, okay, you know, they talk about his career. Sent out 20 times in his turbulent career, and he clearly has a turbulent turbulent non-career as well well this is this is the ultimate red card <clears throat> yeah um so he was sentenced to six months in jail for posting three fake escort fake escort ads online for his former wife jesus she won't be mentioned obviously yeah i mean it's on the sun's article if you, you really want to see absolutely not um but obviously he has appealed the sentence and so has his current partner who has been fined 1500 pounds his current partner yes she's on board with this well, I mean, she seems to be one of those, how do you say, uh, like, you know, you didn't flag the crime, therefore you're guilty. Right. Accomplice. Sure. Yeah. So actually she was fined £1,750 for her part. Good. Whatever it was in the attack. She's just like, yeah, this is the kind of man I want to be with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? That's, uh, that's it, really. Um, they're both appealing the sentencing, and, I mean, everyone just looks quite disgusting he's a disgusting prick yeah yeah can we say thomas rabka oh oh yeah in this case sure Uh, in this case i'll allow it yeah i I dislike him even more now yep (laughs) one thing we are no sha mumu no fit sleep forever one day mumu go wake up a quick, a very quick European roundup now. Uh, just, just blast through Italy and Spain, um, like as we did Mussolini and Franco. Uh, well, oh yeah, on our trip yeah, a couple our, of years ago. Yeah. Less, uh, less violent. Much less violent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was very, it was very peaceful, very tranquilo. Um, Italy. Let's start there. Uh, Roma three, Atalanta three. Game of the weekend. I haven't seen it. I look forward to the highlights, but yes. but that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, three three. Yeah, humdinger. 
Absolute humdinger. What, what do you reckon the Italian for humdinger is? Hey. Wow. Someone give me a, <laughs> a less stereotypical suggestion. Um, Inter 2, Torino 2, Inter Milan 2 nil up. Yeah. You're thinking, all right, here we go. The real Inter Milan season started, new signings, bedding in, yada, yada. Torino score two, Iago Falque on fire, and Inter now with one point from the first two games. Yeah, Inter fraud. So far, absolutely. Yeah. They were also 2 nil up and threw this away. Yeah. So, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Fiorentina 6, Kiev 1. I just threw that in because wow. stunning result from, I think, Serie A's youngest team, Fiorentina. Their lineup. Good for them. Juventus continuing their obvious uh, start, to the, start to the campaign. 2-0 uh, against Lazio. Uh, Ronaldo still, still without a goal, obviously. This will be the story as long as it continues. Yeah, everyone's talking about how he almost scored and Mandzukic scored the rebound and Ronaldo's reaction. Yeah. Know, I mean, it started. Yeah. Everything is about Ronaldo, even the wage bill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. He'll get his goal eventually. <laughs> yes, yes, he will. Uh, and and then the the actual game of the weekend: Napoli three, AC Milan two. AC Milan going two nil up away from home in Naples, and Napoli roaring back to win it three two. Incredible stuff. Absolutely, I think AC Milan put together twenty seven pass sequence for that second goal. Wow, seriously? Yeah. Played it out the back, you know, brought it back, brought, drew Napoli out, and then brought the ball upfield. It was a beautiful move. Huh? Incredible. I mean, yeah. that's that is what you expect from Napoli mostly. Yeah. You know, Gattuso. I mean, this is Gattuso's team playing football here. True. True. It's good for uh, him. And the interesting thing here too is that Mertens got the got the winner for Napoli, and he was reduced to a bench role. Um, Napoli, I believe, yeah, they've been starting with Milik up front and Calajon yeah. and, and Insigne on the wings. So, interesting to see how Mertens kind of adapts to that after being the striker for the last couple of oh, years. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I, I think he also had a busy summer, you know, being at the World Cup with Belgium. So, it could be one of those things where they have the resources so they can rest um, their players, bring, bring on a Mertens late in the game. And clearly he made a difference. So, so far it's played off. All right. Uh, quick switch to Spain. It seemed, without having seen much of this action, like a fairly low-key weekend in La Liga. Uh, Girona won Real Madrid four, as would you'd expect. Yeah. Bale, Benzema, still in good form. Yeah, Bale. You know, he's total goat. I love Gareth Bale. I think he's done well to adapt in Spain. Although, even though it's been five years now, I, I'm with you there. Um, and it, now he's he's scored in every game of this league so far this season. Yeah. And and assisted, Long I think. may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Lopetegui also plays a different style of football than Zidane. There's a lot more pass and move team play going on. Um, comments have been made that Real Madrid play more of a passing game now than Barcelona. So, let's see how they do. Um, they, yeah, I mean, they have been inching that way. And Barcelona have been moving away from their more traditional style. So, yeah. we'll see. Um, Espanyol beat Valencia 2-0. Bit of a shock result after Valencia's wicked season last time around. Uh, one of the players that scored in this game, I just thought you'd like the name, so I'm chucking it in. Borja Iglesias. Bo- uh, the brother of Enli- Enrique Iglesias. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. All Iglesiases. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he can sing. Um, then what else have we got? Atleti beat Rayo Vallecano 1-0. That's a that's an uh, underwhelming result against a newly promoted team at yeah. home for Atleti. Griezmann with the goal. Yep. And uh, Barcelona 1-0, equally underwhelming against Valladolid. So... Uh, a low-key yeah. weekend in La Liga. I Alarm think. bells ringing at the cap now. Always. Uh, you know, only 1-0. Oh, my God. I needed more. Um, whatever. You got three points. It's incredible. After two games, Real Madrid and Barcelona are clear of the rest. <laughs> Even though they haven't <laughs> barely done anything. Yeah. Um, 
they both have six points. Everyone else has four or three or one. Or nine, you know? <laughs> like it's it's just. Yeah. I hope Atleti can challenge. I really hope Atleti can yeah. challenge this season because the world needs it. No. I just hope like another team that you know like what happened to Ibar. Like I want to <laughs> see. <laughs> what do you mean? I just want to see a team like Ibar come out of nowhere and just win like fourteen games in a row. Okay. And just you know run away with the title like Leicester did in England. You don't ask for much, do you? I mean, I ask for a miracle or two, and sometimes they happen. Okay. Roche is asking for miracles. I am asking uh, you to subscribe to the Koshcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. Let us know what you think on Twitter or at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. And we will talk to you again next week. Roche, thank you very much. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Mm-hmm.